Hello again, my friend. In the last episode, I discussed the ideal of the martial marksman and how it relates to the various topics that I talk about here at the Everyday Marksman. Is that going to get confusing? Probably. (laughs) But one of the challenges that anyone going down this path is going to quickly run into is the fact that there is a lot of stuff to learn and practice. And it's one thing for a professional soldier to do these things, but it's a very different beast for an everyday marksman like you and I. You see, military members, or really anybody with deep government pockets backing them up, paying for their training, equipment, their travel, and, and all of that stuff, you know, they have a different experience than you and I. In a perfect world, professional military members make their living pursuing the martial marksman ideals, and they don't have to worry about competing with day jobs and other obligations. Now, of course, I know that's not realistic given the number of additional duties and all that extra e-learning training you have to do all the time. It's not really your job, but that's besides the point. So for the non-professional aspiring martial marksman, we have to play with a different set of circumstances. And it's not that they can't have it all because they can achieve everything they're setting out to do, but you just can't do it all right now. Chasing every scenario and every capability at the same time is a bottomless pit of spending money, stress, and neglecting your day-to-day lives. So today, I'm introducing the martial marksman's training philosophy. These are not going to be so much laws as they are guiding principles to help us stay within the boundaries of budget, time, and training restraints. And you know, as we explore more aspects of martial marksman capability set in future episodes, I'll keep referring back to these principles over and over again. So let's dig in. But before that, welcome to The Everyday Marksman, the podcast where it's all about tactical skills for living a more adventurous life. I'm Matt Robertson, and I am glad you're here joining me today. Our website's everydaymarksman.co. They're going to find today's show notes as well as our articles, our community of marksmen, more podcast episodes, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. All right, let's get into it. The big picture, training principles of the martial marksman. You know, I spent a lot of time talking about different ideas and approaches to solving problems. And what I have thus far failed to do is tie them all together into a repeatable methodology. So today I'm changing that. So here are my five training principles from here on in. I'm going to break each one of these down as we go. So number one, train for the target. Number two, there is no such thing as optimum. Number three, embrace simplicity. Number four, it's training, not entertainment. Number five, play the long game. All right, so if you've been a longtime reader and listener, then I bet you'll recognize a few of these themes. They've shown up again and again throughout my writing and podcast episodes, and each one might be worth its own article and podcasts on its own, but, well, honestly, no no one takes that kind of time, right? Now, all these are coming out of the book. Um, This is where I decided to tie these things together. So let's dig in and talk about principle number one, train for the target. You know, a good training program is intentional. It's not arbitrary. This means that training objective is based on something real and tangible and not just something that sounds good in theory. Now, this first came to me during the last time I talked to John Simpson when he released his book about patrol rifle marksmanship. And to illustrate the marksmanship example of this one, uh, go out and ask random person what their personal rifle accuracy standard is. You know, not just for like their shooting, but their rifle. And I bet eight out of 10 are going to tell you that it's one minute of angle 
or roughly a one inch spread for every hundred yards of distance. And then if you follow up with, okay, but why? You'll probably get some variation of, because that's what everybody says. <laughs> Look, while we hope not to do it, a martial marksman is prepared to fight against a human adversary who wishes to do his harm. Now, at 300 yards, which is the outside edge specified by train fire, again, another big topic that we're going to discuss with John a couple of times. It's in the book. But anyway, 300 yards, consider that your outside edge for most things marksmen. And for most people, it's going to be a lot closer than that. At 300 yards, a human is not three inches tall or wide. You know, a human body is roughly 19 inches wide, shoulder to shoulder, or 10 inches deep from sternum to spine. So the actual accuracy standard is closer to 3.3 minutes of angle at the minimum. Going tighter than that is needlessly restrictive. It's just going to slow you down to try and get that extra shot. So training to such a standard of one minute of angle would just consume more time and more funds, both in ammo and equipment, up to that task. One minute of angle might be important for competition, but remember that a martial marksman competes as a means to an end and not the end itself. So even more specifically, we could argue that we don't need a, we'll say, three-minute of angle standard so much as we need the ability to hit a 10-inch target at any distance, in any condition, up to 300 yards. If we fixate only on the three minutes of angle standard, regardless of the distance and therefore time, then we're training to be in second place during a gunfight, which I don't know about you, that is not where I want to be during a gunfight. There's no second place winners in that case, all right? It's no podium to worry about. So the idea here, this is just one example of this at play. You can look at this from marksmanship, from physical fitness standards, but what you really want to do is look at what is the actual performance going to look like and how do you train for that? So this is where it all starts, is having the right objective to train for. So the example I gave here is really you and I, for most people, should train to to shoot a 10-inch target up to 300 yards as fast as possible in any weather condition. I'm not even giving an accuracy standard there of like minutes of angle. It's just 10 inches. If it's at 10 yards, you can be way faster than if it's at 300 yards. But the point is, it's always 10 inches, right? Cool. Moving on. Principle number two, there is no such thing as optimum. I have a whole episode where I talked about this idea called chasing optimum. Uh, It's a link to in the show notes. Now, To say that something is optimized requires a specific set of known circumstances and boundaries that we then optimize for. A professional powerlifter training for a competition can optimize his training program because he knows the exact rules and requirements expected of him at the meet. Likewise, a competitive USPSA shooter knows the rules and parameters of the game. And they probably know the stage ahead of time, right? That's what stage briefs are for. So they configure all of their weapons to be on the raggedy edge of reliability to to help them win that game. Because the consequences of a weapon failure is that they're going to lose the stage, not their life, right? Now, in our paradigm, there are no hard rules and boundaries other than our moral code. We don't know exactly what we will face, at what distance, and under what circumstances. And since we know that configuring our equipment and capabilities for specific circumstances, leads to worse performance than everything else, we have to take the opposite track. Instead, we must become generally good at many things 
without really specializing in anything. The idea applies to our weapons, our equipment, our skill set, and our physical capabilities. You know, uh, Jeff Gerwich, I had an interview with him, and he talked about this as a special forces member overseas, and he was talking about how configuring your weapon specifically for CQB, which is what their mission set was, ended up being a problem for them because, yeah, it was fantastic once they kicked down the door and had to go grab the target from inside the building, but you still had to fight your way to the target and then fight your way from the building back home. And that was anything but close quarters combat. So your little 10-inch CQB rifle was not very adapted to the task for two-thirds of the mission, right? So think about, think about it that way. We have to become generalists in all things martial marksmanship, become strong enough, conditioned enough, good enough shots, and have our gear squared away enough for most situations. We do not specialize until we have at least reached that good enough standard everywhere else which gets to embracing simplicity. Because I'm sure you've heard the phrase, keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's an old engineering principle that says designs or systems should be as simple as possible. Simple systems are easier to understand. They're easier to maintain and they have improved robustness when they get stressed. Well, we should treat our training and equipment the exact same way. If you read books or watch videos by experts for other aspiring experts, you're going to learn some hyper-specialized variant of some other well-known activity. Shooting positions are a favorite here, right? Some trainers feel compelled to teach their own particular twist of something just to show off their knowledge and impress the crowd, make them feel like they got their money's worth. And while that special technique might be good and valid for very particular set of circumstances, it's also yet another skill that you have to make, practice and maintain over time. Now, for professional shooters who make a living practicing and shooting, the extra time required to maintain that skill set is trivial. But for everyday marksmen, balancing a family, job, budget, limited time to practice, maintaining that special technique is just going to take away time and energy that could be spent mastering the basic version and getting 95% of the same benefit. When I interviewed Paul Horn a while ago uh, about strength training, he, he talked about how he once played drums for studio sessions. And he had a great analogy comparing drums to strength training, which is very similar to the shooting side of this. Novices do basic things because it's all they know how to do. And they don't really have the skill to do anything more advanced than that. But intermediates have developed some skill and they're eager to show off whenever they have the opportunity. And since they want to prove their skill, they overcomplicate everything which then just mucks up the works. But coming back to experts, experts return to the basics and focus on executing them perfectly. The basics always work. They've been refined and practiced for generations. So use them. Which then gets to the fourth principle. It's training, not entertainment. And my wife, Allison, is a classically trained musician who, when we met, she was the principal clarinetist in the symphony. And the frustration that he, she had with all of her students was the same. They didn't want to endlessly practice the scales to that technical perfection. They wanted the thrill of playing something new and exciting every week or every month or however, you know, whatever cycle was going to be. Now, I've noticed that marksmen have the exact same issue in that simple 
gets boring. And I completely understand the temptation here. You know, when I did uh, that Smullyan Tactics course a few several years ago and ran a jungle lane, which turned a bunch of money into noise under the guise of training, um, but you know, it was training. Some training is just flat out fun. But the problem is that we fall into this trap of entertainment. By that, I mean that we pursue the high of such a novel experience rather than continuing to focus on those basics that we learn because the basics are boring. But I promise you the path to mastery is not always entertaining. You're going to spend hours and hours doing the same thing over and over again. And whether it's dry practice or shooting positions, mastering your pistol draw, doing the same few boring strength lifts, putting endless miles under a ruck, you know, it's all the same. You're going to do the same things over and over, and that's how you get better. And there's going to be skill plateaus riding along without making really any significant progress, but you keep showing up. You keep checking the box of every practice session, even when you didn't feel like it. The goal is not that it's entertaining, but it's something that you do because it's who you are. And on that occasion that it, some session feels entertaining and great, then embrace it. That's awesome but don't become addicted to it. Success is the goal, not novelty. Which gets to my last training principle here about playing the long game. Now, I alluded to this one in the opening. You know, the harsh truth is that we cannot accomplish all of our goals at once. Trying to do that is just a path to mediocrity and burnout. So depending on where you are right now in your pyramid of performance, you probably have at least one or more weak link and a martial marksman must prioritize only one or two things at a time. So, of course, I'm going to say, really be honest with yourself and think about where your weak links are and address those first. Focus on them. Attack them until they are no longer the weak link and something else is. And you move on to that. Now, this does not mean that we should neglect other things, only that they get deprioritized for the time being. You know, internet personalities are happy to sell some kind of intense boot camp claiming to take you from zero to awesome in eight weeks. They probably got some slick marketing materials cherry-picked before and after results of their best clients, who honestly probably were, were already really good beforehand, and maybe they were faking it. Look, I'm asking you to reject this mindset. Your timeline is not measured in weeks or months, but in years. You can learn the basics of almost anything in a matter of hours or days, but most worthwhile capabilities take far longer to become truly good at. A martial marksman thinks of his entire training year in terms of a cyclical season with different focus areas for each season. And he cycles through them over the years. He makes steady progress on each area without losing much ground in, in the others. This is the most sustainable approach that you and I can adopt. Now, lastly, the martial marksman always prioritizes his mental and physical health. You know, the long game demands that he remain healthy and ready to train the next day. So if today's training session results in a hospital stay or surgery, well, then he's going to set himself further back in his training than simply not pushing that hard would have done. All right. So you can only do it until you can't. And you're often not going to get a lot of warning when that injury is going to happen. So you have to take care of yourself. Play the long game. Live to train another day. All right. That is not to say you shouldn't push your edge from time to time. In fact, doing so is good for you from time to time. All right, we're going to talk about that in a later episode. 
All right, so there you have it. There's my five training principles. Number one, train for the target. Pick something objective and real tied to actual criteria, and that is what you want to train for. Number two, there is no such thing as optimum. The more you specialize your training, the more you specialize your equipment, the worse you're going to be at other things. So train just to be generally pretty good at lots of stuff, all right? Don't optimize. Number three, embrace simplicity, all right? Dan John, Coach Dan John loves to say that when things aren't working, simplify. Take things out of your training program. Reduce the load somewhere. Focus, focus, focus. Do the simple, boring thing over and over. And yes, it is boring. So you have to remember principle number four, it's training, not entertainment. And number five, always play the long game. Always prioritize your mental and physical health. Live to train another day and keep on trucking. All right, so there you have it. You know, there's nothing groundbreaking here. In fact, I bet you've heard some of these things before, different variations, different points in your life. The catch is I've not really seen anybody tie them together in this kind of repeatable mindset, all right? So regardless of the goal that you're training for, these principles hold true. And trust me, I have been trying to find how to break them, but they keep popping back up. I've seen them play out with shooting skills, strength training, physique goals, training people how to operate nuclear weapons, how to code computers, and even performing music. All right, there is no escaping the fundamental truth behind these principles. So the question is, how will you apply them to your life? All right, well, that is it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm glad you joined me. Come on by the website, everydaymarksman.co. Hit that big fat green subscribe button. Join the email list. It is the best way for me to get a hold of you. That and Discord. So when you do sign up in the email list, you get a link to the Discord server. So I hope to see you out there. Take care of yourself. I'll see you next time.